Hello everybody, you're listening to the Sunday Sermon Podcast for Sunday, the 17th of December, 2017. Well, you're very welcome back to the podcast. You're looking terrific, you're there in your lovely uh, Christmas jumper, and you're surrounded by all your family, and you're all holding hands and listening to the Sunday Sermon as it should be, and uh, I think it's just great. Uh, we've two demographics for this show. There's the good, church-going, God-fearing listener who, uh, I've already mentioned, listens to this with their family, turn off all the lights, sit in a dark room, and uh, taking all, take all the information I have to give. And then there's the <laughs> headbanger listenership. That's right, I know you're out there living in your grotty Dublin bedsit, uh, waking up next to a stranger whose name you don't even know, who you only quote-unquote banged because they had such an ironic tattoo from uh, the street sharks or something from the 90s. Uh, I know that you're falling out of bed at three in the afternoon to leg it down to the post office to get your double dole before it closes, but... uh, God says that you're all part of his plan and I have to listen to him. I guess he's the main man. But if it were up to me, yeah, you, you, you'd, um, well, you'd all be priests uh, and nuns. Uh, but it's not. And I guess you're allowed to go out there and explore your art. You'd make a little, oh, I'm, I want to make a mosaic of um, Erskine Childers out of old Tato packets and I want a grant of 50 grand otherwise I'm going to be sad or you could be writing your little plays about um, repealing things and uh, uh, being rude to people the last good play I saw new play I saw was uh, The Plough and the Stars. And the only reason I enjoyed that play was because the audience went cracked and everyone got to punch someone. Uh, Theatre needs to be more like that. Artists need to be more like that. But uh, in lieu of that, what can we do? Uh, so, yeah, I guess you are also welcome to the Sunday Sermon Podcast. Uh, Quig's Big Christmas Guide List is coming very, very shortly. Uh, before that, I just wanted to say one thing about... Uh, young person I met this week who uh, uh, described themselves as they said, when I'm hungry I get angry and you wouldn't like me when I'm hangry. And in my head I said I don't like you now and you saying hangry a composite of angry and hungry uh, really has done you no favours in the me liking you department. Uh, It made me want to make up my own composite phrase to express how I felt to them but none of my own devising were better than the original sentiment which popped into my head when I heard the word hangry which was shut the fuck up Uh, so now uh, with that all in mind I hope that you're all very happy and get ready to jump into this week's Sunday Sermon Podcast I just want to be clear about that it's just it's a bit of a cutesy way for an adult to say I'm going to throw a tantrum if I don't get my way anyway I'm with the sermon Please be seated. Um, As you all know, it's Christmas and uh, it's coming up to it now and we all are meeting up with old friends and uh, meeting up for drinks and things like that and old Christmas traditions. Maybe there's a school reunion or maybe there's some people you used to be on a team with. Uh, But for me, uh, I'm part of a 
a very exclusive club, uh, one which uh, uh, Gandhi, uh, Mendes Gandhi, the, the lesser Gandhi, the woman, uh, she described as the gruesome twosome. That is to say, myself and my best friend, Mick Lowry, the TD. So myself and Mick, uh, we were out the other night upholding an old Christmas tradition of ours of stealing apples from the orchards of Orson Uthron. Uh, they've got the reddest apples in the land and uh, myself and Mick like making a sort of a, a apple tart uh, out of them uh, by putting it through a shredder and then sticking it in a microwave and it mightn't sound nice to you, but gee golly gosh, to us, it's like manna from Marks and Spencers, who do the best manna you can get. Anyway, we were uh, in, the, uh, in the orchard stealing trees when who should ride by late at night on his greyhound broad but Michael D. Higgins. Uh, myself and Mick froze to the spot as the president disembarked from the saddle on his large dog and set up a moonlit picnic under an apple tree, the very apple tree that Mick Lowry and myself found ourselves hiding in at that particular moment in time. Michael D. then proceeded to uh, sit under the tree in a little chair on a blanket that he had, and he had a little sort of another blanket to snuggle up into, and proceeded to read aloud his favourite Irish sonnets and pontificate about their meaning to his faithful dog, Broad. However, Broad, the wolfhound, uh, he wasn't paying much attention to the president. Uh, no, I'm afraid he was a bit too busy quietly growling at myself and Mick in the tree just about a metre above them. Uh, I was, uh, it was very similar to uh, that documentary that was out about the, um, the, 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 the pervert man. Perv boy, I think it's called. It's on Netflix. This man, he's a voyeur and um, he's always voyeuring on people. I forget the name of the documentary, but it was about a voyeur. And uh, he used to look down at people when they were asleep uh, in, the, in a motel the voyeur owned it. I can't remember what the bloody name of the bloody thing is. Anyway, the voyeur would uh, look down uh, at people while they're asleep in the motel that he owned, and he always said the dogs would always be looking up at him, saying, "What are you doing, you bloody voyeur?" Um, uh, oh, uh, sorry, I thought I remembered the name of it, but it's gone now. Oh wait, no, no, I've got it. I've got it again. The Queen of Versailles. Uh, yeah, check that out. It's on Netflix. It's very good. Anyway, there's this bloody dog. Broad, he kept looking up at myself. Uh, luckily, uh, McLowry, Mick, my best friend, um, he was able to keep Broad at bay for a bit by uh, chucking the dog bits of ham from a ham sack that Mick carries around during Christmas to, uh, you know, give the uh, the people of Tipperary a little treat should they happen to bump into Der Fjord, uh during the festive season, get a little bit of ham. And uh, anyway, after an hour, we were out of ham and the president was still no closer to finishing his readings and his pontifications. He was working out what Ezra Pond would have made Bitcoin. And uh, we knew we were doomed because this dog was full of ham and was going to suddenly stop thinking about ham and start thinking, who's that big scary priest up the tree with that shifty looking man, other man? Uh, so we were uh, in a terrible, terrible state when luckily... Uh, Michael D. started to read from Kavanagh and the words of the Cavan poet, wordsmith and well-documented public masturbator, they brought tears to the 
head of state's eye. And with his vision temporarily obscured, we said, it's now or never. And myself and Mick jumped from the tree and onto the dog and its owner, the president. Uh, We knocked out Michael D completely. He wasn't getting up at all. And we thought the dog was also out for the count. So we pegged it to the bus. But Broad galloped behind us and got on the bus just in time. And uh, we were upstairs and it had us cornered. But luckily some uh, uh, trusty Dublin headbanger natives were smoking heroin, I suppose, on the top bus. And the fumes, uh, they stunned the dog into a mini coma. I don't know, was it heroin exactly? But it was a bus on Dublin and it was somebody smoking uh, something off tinfoil using a lighter and a pen. And a pen. Uh, so uh, it was for me to say, I don't know what it was, but it was good enough to, to knock that bloody dog out. And um, so we, we brought the dog back to Mick's Dublin holiday home and we instinctively started making a ransom note before Mick said, what are we doing, Quig? We didn't set out to steal a dog. Let's not fall into old habits. Look, we just set out to get some apples. So we had a big talk about it, realised what we were doing was mad. We had accidentally kidnapped this dog and all we wanted were apples. So we sent a note to the president and uh, the note was maybe all the letters on it were cut out from newspapers. Basically, we demanded 20 of the ripest apples in Dublin town in exchange for the safe return of the presidential pooch. Because uh, when we ran from the Ursanukdron earlier on in the story, we didn't have any apples. We had to just leg it. It was uh, we're running for freedom. Uh, Not like those Mexican people going to America to avoid the draft. Um, so uh, we uh, sent him the letter anyway, 20 of the ripest apples in Dublin town. And to give ourselves a little bit of distance, uh, we enlisted the help of a fellow called Ben, a very hard up person. And um, uh, we, we made contact with him through the employer's database, Craig's List. And we explained to him over the phone, a burner phone, um, uh, what he had to do. We were going to tell him where to get the dogs. Then he would go to Supermax on O'Connell Street. And don't give them the dogs until they've given you the bag of apples. And make them count out the apples. Have them counted out in front of you. In case they've got one of the apples rigged with a dye pack. And uh, unfortunately for Ben, when he entered uh, Supermax, turned into a police station. Everyone there was undercover. All the, the Absolutely everybody you can imagine in Supermax. All the people behind the tail. Uh, all the students, all the people who go to Supermax and just want a little bit of a bite. Uh, everyone there turned out to be a guard. Most of them didn't know there was a sting operation. They just hang out there anyway. But uh, while this was going on, didn't the clever Quig and Lowry steal 50 apples uh, from uh, from from our Sanutron while all the cops in Ireland were in Supermax? Uh, we did, yeah. That wasn't a rhetorical question. It was, we that's exactly what we did. And uh, Ben's going to spend um, Christmas in the slammer, and myself and Lowry have already forgotten where we put the apples we stole. I was delighted this week to, uh, even very temporarily, be on the same wavelength as some of these headbangers in the country. Uh, they're trying to repeal eight. And that means that there'll be no more number eight. It'll go straight from seven to nine. So if you were born in 1988, you were now born in 1977 or 1999. 
And that's going to cause a lot of confusion for a lot of the older people in the country. And uh, they're having a big old debate about it. And Matty McGrath, a man I don't like, but not for the reasons other people don't like him, uh, he um, uh, made, a, made a boob. I don't really know what it was, but uh, he said something and now all the headbangers are very upset with him. And I thought, this is high time I can get revenge on him for a thing he did to me years and years ago. And uh, I thought, what better way to do that than through song? He's a little creep and he's always talking smack. The first thing his website tells you is that it may have been hacked. Matty McGrath is a bit of face cunt. Matty McGrath is a bit of face cunt. Such a bit of face, such a bit of face. Matty said you need to drink to help you to relax so you can drive great. And he was up for assault of a teenager in 2008. Oh, Matty McGrath is a bit of his cunt. And now we're getting to the main fat of the show, uh, the big juicy bit, that is Father Quig's Christmas Gift Tips, sponsored by Paul Galvin's Galvanised Paul Pears. Paul Galvin's Galvanised Paul Pears. Uh, uh, Paul Galvin's Galvanised Paul Pears, that's something you could buy for the person in your family that inexplicably likes Paul Galvin. Um, It's a pear made by Paul Paul that uh, Paul has applied a, a coat of zinc to to prevent it from rusting. So uh, that's a uh, reasonably priced. Oh, sorry, I'm just looking at it here. That's actually going to set you back a good bit. So that could be someone's main Paul present Galvin's almost. Because and you'd need some people to chip in because um, for whatever reason, Paul Galvin is a license to print money. Uh, so why not help contribute to that by buying one of Paul Galvin's galvanized Paul pears? Paul Galvin's galvanized Paul pears. Paul Galvin's Galvanized Paul Pears proudly sponsors the Sunday Sermon Christmas Gift uh, Also, made. this year you can buy Al Porter's book, If I Didn't Do It, uh, where the comedian hypothesises about what would have happened if he had a jot of self-control. Conor McGregor's on IQ test. Tired of your clever mates making fun of you for being such a big Conor McGregor fan? Well, prove them all wrong that you're not stupid with the only IQ test that doubles as a rectal thermometer. The next time your friends say, why do you have that guy's back 100%? Just say, oh, uh, what, what, what's, what's, I'm stupid, am I? Well, if I was so stupid, how am I about to do so well on this rectal thermometer IQ test? Paul, 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 Paul. Galvin's galvanised Paul pears. Hack journalist junior reporter kit. I'll try that again. Hack journalist junior reporter kit. Uh, what you'll need, it's got everything you need to become a hack journalist. Uh, you got some crayons for your notes and your press credentials uh you have a number of a taxi near uh the uh, tv3 studios which are um out in sauron and uh, very expensive they don't um the tv3 proudly uh don't get cars if you're 
going out to do their show or if you're going back. It's an adventure. Uh, it's like um, uh, you leave home and then two hours later you end up near uh, uh, an industrial estate and um, uh, then after the thing you ask, can anyone give you a lift home? And they all say no. Uh, it's uh, So you got, you got that. Also the, uh, the Irish Hack Junior Reporter Kit comes with... Uh, a uh, laptop with control C and V for all your news gathering. Uh, also a jackal moral indicator uh, so that uh, you can write those stories that really make big money and get the big clicks like whenever a GAA star kills his family. Uh, so you can put your morals aside right about what a nice guy it was uh, to uh, you know before he killed his family and how he'd never killed his family before so no one saw it coming and in a way don't we all kill our families in the end so we shouldn't be too harsh on a man just because he killed his family. He did lots of other things before he killed them but <laughs> that's all the bloody media wants you to know about. They don't want you to know about how great he was at helping to organise the GA lottery. They only want you to know that he killed his family. Paul, Paul, Evans galvanised Paul Pears. Sunday Sermon presents Real Talk, sponsored by Paul Galvin's galvanised Paul Pears. Real Talk. I was in a place a few years ago next to an editor uh, of a big thing and uh, we were talking about a competition where people would take pictures of their friends' cracked phones and they would uh, uh, send them in and then the prize would be that their friend's phone would be fixed and this person said uh, why don't we just take why do you need another person to take a picture of your phone why don't you just take a screen grab of your cracked phone and then they proceeded to try and get a screen grab of their cracked phone for about 20 seconds uh, at the end of which uh, they didn't say oh I'm such an idiot they just sort of looked annoyed at a ghost and then put their phone away More presents you can buy this Christmas. Uh, Street Sharks. Baghdad. It's a book. Uh, It's by Blind Boy Boat Club and he talks about being a dad to Ireland. He doesn't want to be, but he must. Paul, 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 Paul. Alvin's galvanised Paul Perry. And now he's also got a podcast. So uh, it's an irreverent take on what's going on today. Doesn't character. Uh, sort of an improvised roundup of the news, uh, which he's only started doing very, very recently, uh, but he's also the innovator of. Paul, 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 Paul. Alvin's galvanised Paul Pears. Uh, but uh, don't let that put you off uh, uh, not listening to other Irish podcasts. There's loads of really good ones. There's the one with the interview with the celebrities, uh, the one with the interview with the people who aren't yet celebrities. Uh, there's my one, and now there's Baggy Magoo's one. And I welcome the competition, and if he's as nice as his reputation suggests, his could be the first podcast to win the Nobel Prize for saving the goddamn planet. Paul Pears. That's my Christmas dip list roundup. The Ocean's 8 poster was revealed this week and it looks like it's a film about increasingly tiny women. And also none of the names match up with the person underneath. I know that it's actually rare that that does happen, maybe for the hateful aid. But um, uh, as it goes along, everyone gets so small, you don't know who anyone is. 
And that's that, but still going to be a, still looks like it. It might be a bit. It looks like it could be a really good film. So it could be fun. Nice old heist film. Gary Roos is making it. And uh, it should be fun. But don't be swept along with this. Uh, they're trying to cash in on Downsizing Fever. That Matt Damon comedy. Uh, so if you think Ocean's 8 is some sort of downsizing reboot, uh, don't fall for the clever trickery of these marketing people. Uh, Ocean's 8 is about uh, some 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 thieves. Some lady thieves. And I can't help but think how many of them are Catholic. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you this much. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe any of them are because uh, Catholics don't steal. I'm very excited to announce that the Courage programme, which teaches you how not to be gay, is uh, going to be coming to Ireland. Uh, I was involved with this uh, because I had uh, previously similar success in a course I had uh, for black men uh, that taught them not to be black. And I'm not saying it was a huge success, but you may know the name Jack Charlton. Hmm? Uh, did you know that up until the age of 59 he was black? And then he took our course and that changed the course of his life. Uh, we also had a similar course where we made cats into dogs by putting them in dog costumes which was a great benefit to society and uh, now we're running this one teaching gay people not to be gay. Uh, it's called Courage because it doesn't take guts to be gay. We'd all like to be gay, it sounds great, but it takes real guts to tell a priest that your lifestyle choice is weird. And uh, that priest will uh, set you up with a simple but loving heterosexual spouse who mightn't be the full shilling in the brain department, but their reproductive organs are more in line with achieving actual reproduction. Unlike the unreproductive way a lot of you non-hetero people seem to be going at it. You see, going number three isn't all about just having fun. It's also about creating new life, which you can trick billionaire Steve Bing into believing is his own. And um, I've been running a branch of Courage for a while. I haven't been in to check it out, but um, uh, uh, basically my plan was, it's the sort of like if you smoke too many cigarettes, if you, your, your dad making you smoke a load of cigarettes. It's that sort of a thing. Uh, if you catch the cigarettes, he wants to smoke them all and make you get sick. And what I've done is basically I've locked a load of gay lads into a pub with booze and dance music and a great atmosphere uh, to get the gay out of their systems once and for all. And it's been running for a couple of decades. Uh, it's called the George. Uh, we haven't converted anyone yet, but my God, have we got great reviews on TripAdvisor. And that's about it for this week's Sunday Sermon. Uh, go uh, go easy on yourselves this week. It's uh, You don't have to go out drinking every night. You know, some of us, we used to go out sculling pints and having a great time, and then some of us just hit 32, and before you know it, uh, you have one pint at the cinema, a bag of jellies on the way home, and you're up at 3am uh, puking your bloody brains out. Uh, but uh, it's also nice to be able to, while you're puking your brains out, think... Uh, what do I have to do today? Oh, I've got to record that podcast. Oh, okay, I'll, I can, I can, I'll keep going for that. And uh, did I say 32? I meant 80-something. Uh, all right, so that's it for this week's podcast. Take it easy on yourselves, lads, and um, uh, 
look, Christmas is is nice. I'm talking about it too much already, making it into a big old thing. Christmas, just in your head, if you're not looking forward to it, just remember that um, it's uh, you know just a few days long, and it's not like you have to go to prison. Uh, worst case scenario is. You and all your adult siblings will get into a big screaming fight about which Pixar film to watch. And um, uh, probably a parent will cry at some stage, but that's life. And so try go easy on yourselves and go easy on, uh, on everyone else. So until next week, God bless you, God bless me, and please rise for the homily. You've been listening to the Sunday Sermon Podcast by Giles Brody. You can follow me on Twitter at Giles Brody. Special thanks to Conroe Two, Emma Keaveney and Jeremy O'Brien. Yes,